Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the Relatable Podcast, a safe space for open and honest conversations created for Black people. This podcast explores how we relate to one another in our intimate connections, friendships, family, and everything in between. Hosted by three Caribbean women. I am Fiona, a single mom. I'm Shireen, a very near empty nester. And I'm Chantal, a free-spirited monogamist. Relatable, because a shared journey brings hope. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? It's the Relatable crew, and we are back with, I think it's the fourth episode of the series of Yo Mama. That's right. That's correct. Is it? Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. And... We are so excited today. We are, we've been laughing and a little bit of fretting because we actually have our first guest. We have our first guest and we have the most amazing Chantrell P. Lewis. How are we going to top that? I, I, listen. I don't know, um, Michelle Obama. Like, I, I, yeah, think so. I, mean, I think so. I think so. I don't know. I but don't she, know. Oh, Michelle, only scraping. Just, yeah. just about. Just I about. Mean, yeah, just you know, I, 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 I'm not even gonna go there. <laughs> but you know, it's absolutely. We are giggly. We are hyped. But guys, seriously, welcome to Relatable. Fiona, how was your week? I don't know. It kind of went and I, I can't remember. Hey. I Okay, good. Did some good research and a lot of growth with New York Caribbean, which I'm happy with. Mm-hmm. And then New York Caribbean also experienced an irate call from a white woman oh. in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay. You know what? That comes with the territory when you put yourself out there mm. where you're not going to get all good experiences all the time and you learn. Mm. That's how you learn. Sometimes it has to be uncomfortable but you know what? I'm thankful for that too, as okay. well. So you know what? It's been good. And I'm looking, I feel very hopeful for a lot of things that's coming. So yeah, man, it's an airy weekend. Is that airy week? Yeah. Shereen, how was your week? Boy, um, mine was amazing. <laughs> <coughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Oh, Why are you laughing? Why not laughing? <laughs> my, my week was amazing. We did some um, creams for our pop-up. I went on a job interview. Ooh, 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 fingers okay, crossed. Okay. Um, I shouldn't tell the world that. If I don't get the job, then, you know. Pressure. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did crap. Um, but yeah, it was good. I saw an old friend I've not visited in a long time, and the weekend was the icing on the cake. Well, okay, well, we don't want to talk about the weekend, but yeah, let's just say the weekend going good. Oh, okay mm-hmm. then. Uh, you know, how was yours, Chantal? How was my week? You know, we're always trying to be transparent here. Mm-hmm. My week wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, I experienced something on my nine to five job, which y'all know I love. And it has nothing to do with my employer. It was an unfortunate incident with an external supplier, vendor, partner that really kind of, it knocked me off my feet. 
And I've been, you know, I'm quite fragile right now just because generally pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Yep. And, yeah. I, and you all know the real me. I'm quite a little sensitive soul and very compassionate. And I, I'm that way in terms of my communication. I always consider the other person on the other, who's receiving what I'm saying. And yeah. I think sometimes I can be quite naive and think that everyone operates from that kind of energetic spectrum, but that's mm. not necessarily always so. And so unfortunately, I received some words that were not so kind. But, mm. you know, being the heart-centered employer that I work for, they were so supportive of me, said to me, you know, take a mental health break, which I thought was so kind and so wonderful. And yeah, so that made it better. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like when you when you fall over when you're a child and you scrape your knee and an elder kind of just rubs it and and, and blows on it and all of a sudden you feel better. Yeah. That's how I was made to feel this week. Mm -hmm. So although it was challenging, it was still quite reassuring and I felt like a little soft landing after yeah. that. So yeah, my aim this weekend is to really see people I love and do some fun things. I'm going to go see Summer of Soul yeah. at the Ritzy in Brixton. So really looking forward to that and really looking forward to diving into this conversation. I must say, every time I'm on Instagram or wherever <laughs> and I see, uh, um, uh, what's it called? In um, our mother's garden. In our mother's, I send it to them. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> look, 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 promote, promote, promote. <laughs> I love that film. Yes. I watched it about three times. Yes. Love it. So Love Chantrell it. is the film's director. She's Wonderful. the person that has gifted the world with this beautiful, I don't know, I don't even want to call it a documentary. Because, homage. Oh, yeah, right? Mm. I like homage. Yes. I like homage. So Chantrell, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Merci beaucoup. Merci. And to start off the conversation, I'm going to ask questions as if I don't know you. I know Fiona has mm -hmm. some questions. Shereen has some questions. But introduce yourself to relatable listeners. Who are you? Who is Chantrell P. Lewis? Where you're from? Who you're repping? What's your thing? <laughs> Look, even if you didn't ask me, that, I was going to tell you. I know. So first and foremost, <laughs> thank y'all for having me. It's a pleasure. It's an honor to like be in, you know, space with y'all across the pond, you know, because like diaspora is who I am and what I do. I am first and foremostly a daughter of New Orleans, Louisiana. Bam, a little bam, town yes. called mm -hmm. New Orleans. <laughs> or New Orleans. Like my mama say New Orleans. Sometimes we say New Orleans, but um, I'm a daughter of New Orleans. I am a Lukumi Sango priest and a Hoodooist. Mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm an African-centered, you know, storyteller. And so any modality, whether it's like, you know, like, art curating visual arts or film or social media whatever is like africa is at the center like in the diaspora is the lens that was you know looking at the world and um yeah you know i'm just that's who i am like trying to live my very best life can't live nobody else's I'm trying to live nope. my very best life and come here to, you know to do the assignment that i was sent to do and every day i wake up is another day for me to try to get it right you know mm. yes Beautiful. indeed that's a beautiful introduction. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I was like taking notes. Yeah, I, I got these pimples, that's uh, I'm listening. That's beautiful. I'm like, mm. I think that's a beautiful way to shape, to describe the things that you do, um, that you have this assignment. I think so many of us have life assignments that we're not aware about. And I think to have that awareness is a great blessing because 
I think it makes every day easier when you know yeah. this is my assignment so you don't get distracted by other things or external people or energies and stuff because you know right. you have this mission so that's great that's a great way to shape when you introduce yourself i think that's really really powerful actually yeah. yeah and it shows it shows in your work that film and now you saying your background that really it, sh- it i watched the film and i could see it it comes out mm. and it's just a beautiful way of self-expression i think really the mm-hmm. the that film personally took me it i was like wow Wow. wow. And, um, so I'm really, really proud of it. Really proud for you and happy that you you gifted us, like Chantal said, with this with this film. It really hit home and gave me a lot to think about. That's the thing. It's beautiful for me to hear that because when I made the film, you know, of course, I'm like partially telling my story. But if black women in the UK and black women in the Caribbean and black women in Brazil and black women in South Africa could not see themselves in, the, in that film, then it would have felt like a failure to me, mm. you know? And so even it was imperative that because I have such a strong accent and, you know, it's like, I always kind of say I can't really commit certain crimes because people, even if they haven't heard me in years, like people I want to hire with, you know, folks are like, they'll know me because of my voice and my accent. And, you know, so many times we have to shrink ourselves as black people, as black women. You know, we take the bass out of our voice, the raspiness, the accent yeah. um, that's, you know, stripped away from us. We strip it ourselves in order to assimilate. And so it was even important for me that you could hear like the Caribbean in the film. You could hear, yes. you know, the continent. You could hear the South. And so... I just kept thinking about like, what about other black women outside of the U.S.? Like, like, will they be able to see themselves? Will they be able to hear themselves? Will they be able to relate, mm. relatable? Um, so that was really important for me. It was like critical for me. So to hear y'all saying that, that lets me know, okay, I did something right. Yeah, you know, I, I accomplished <laughs> my mission. You definitely did. We We felt included and it's not very often that that happens when there is content created from a Black American perspective, you know, because I, although I am of the Caribbean, I am of Africa, and I happened to be born in England, I do look at the Black story, the Black woman story, as my story, mm. you know, and because a lot of us grew up on Black American cable, yep. mm-hmm. we often felt excluded from that. And mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. very tenderly made sure that we were included, that we were heard and seen and represented. You know, when I heard um, Desiree, when I heard Desiree speak and, and the oh way... Oh my goodness. Yeah. That, <laughs> she was yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was amazing. Honestly, it was like, oh. It's like the small things are big things. Exactly. Exactly. They really, really are. And of course, that's not to say that there weren't other women that we related to and resonated Mm -hmm. with, because for sure, there definitely were. You know, there were stories that just hit like, "Mm, yes. I understand. Yeah, I think I think what was so great about the film is that we didn't just relate to the Caribbean woman mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. or is say I don't think like, you know, African women only related to the the exactly. women of African parents or 
African straight born there. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, I only relate to that exactly. person. That does it. Right. Like a lot of the when we're talking about the the mothers that we related to or the stories of motherhood that we related to in that film, it wasn't the cut and paste. Oh, I relate to Desiree because exactly. she come from where we right. from. Yeah. No. Right. Yeah. It wasn't. No. It wasn't like that. And I think that's what made the film so powerful. And I think it was just like a collective voice of our experiences all in one and it was just done so tenderly mm-hmm. and yeah i think and i think that was one of the things i enjoyed the most is that i related to someone who was not from somewhere where i was from mm-hmm. but then i still mm-hmm. felt yeah. included in the entirety mm-hmm. of the conversation yeah. that's what it was for me mm-hmm. yeah yeah very much so so chantrell what i think we would all love to know is what drew you to wanting to tell this particular story? Because you are a magnificent storyteller and have done so in so many ways over the years. But this particular story seemed quite personal. And so mm-hmm. what made you, you know, what was the moment where you're like, hmm, I'm going to do this film and it's going to be about relationships with mothers and mothering and I'm going to ensure that it is a diasporic perspective and not just centralized on the black American experience so when I first as you know my work has been centered around black masculinity for much of my career you know as a curator um and that's why I feel comfortable you know I mean I've done lots of work around Black women and the divine feminine and uh, even the divine feminine African spiritual traditions and um, sex crimes against black girls, like survivor stories. So I've done that work. It's all, that's a part of who I am. And so my work has been centered around myself and not like myself as in like the ego, but like my experiences mm. and understanding is a part of like our collective story. And then me telling my stories, giving other people space to tell theirs. And so that's been my focus. And I've only recently started sharing that, honestly, it was in a, a reading that I had with my godfather that it came up. Like, you know, my Arisha is um, Shango, who is the god of thunder and lightning and Yoruba cosmology, who's very hyper-masculine. Mm-hmm. And my godfather, my Oba, who is also like this very massive, like, I mean, he's like Shango in the flesh type, you know, like mm-hmm. very... Um, commanding presence as a black man who's also Jamaican. Mm. He always tell me like when he has issues, a lot of people go to Shango and he was like, I go to Shango's women, the women in Shango's like Yimmy Oshun, like Oba. And so he was like, if you want to be a king, then um you need to like deal with women because women are the king makers. Okay. All right. Okay. 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 Um, okay. Nice. Boy. Boy. Hold up, hold up. Boy. I just fell yeah. into that. Hold up. Say that again. Shantra. That's big talk. Yeah. Oh, pull up. Pull up. <laughs> this this from a big, very when I say like massive black man, like he's like, I mean, six, four, like I don't know how many pounds he is, but he is like he's when you feel him when he's coming in the room. Mm-hmm. And when his Sango comes down, you definitely feel Sango in the building. And he was like, if you want to be a king, <laughs> then you need to be doing work with women, black women specifically, because women are the kingmakers. Okay. Hmm. Oh God. Oof. Listen. And it was there, hmm. full stop. That I understood 
that in this moment, what, you know, a part of my mission was is to unpack the stories of myself and my mother, Mm. of, you know, us and our mothers, um, of the like matriarchal lineage of the maternal lineage of that energy, the generational traumas, you know, all of the different things, the survival stories. Cause that's what I was initially seeking survival stories and strategies mm. and, and trying to figure out how do we take better care of ourselves. Yeah. So I didn't really go in. It wasn't really like, oh, I want to do this mother-daughter story. I definitely did not even want to include my story. That was like by default. And again, the whole project was very spirit-led because there was so it was so many phases. Like the first phase, you know, it was supposed to be like a short film um, that was going to be a part of a larger campaign around self-care. And so, but I, when I started collecting these stories, they all were very similar and that they were great migration stories from the U.S. South. And a lot of them were rooted in trauma. And I'm mm, like, mm. I can't responsibly do poverty porn, right? And not to say yeah. that I'm not being dismissive of those stories or I don't want to uh, denigrate them. But I mean, it's just like we've repetitively heard, we know a particular type of narrative of black people, of black women, of black families, whether that's in the right. U.S., the Caribbean, wherever, right? Yes. So that's very deeply rooted, uh, rooted and connected to pain and trauma. And I was like, I can't do that responsibly. I never have. And so because joy as resistance has always also been, not always, but um, over the past, like, almost decade has been central and integral to my work uh, as a cultural activist, right? Mm -hmm. And so... And I was like, so it's very U.S. focused. It's very U.S. American South, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with us telling a singular story. There's nothing no, wrong with honing in yeah. like, like that. But I just knew that for me and the work that I'm called to do, it could not be that. So that's when I was like, okay, it has to be the diaspora. I want older. I want younger. Yes. I want Latinx. I want Caribbean. I want first generation. Mm -hmm. I want... You know, all of these different, and not just Nigeria, continental Africa. Mm. Yes. You know what I mean? Like Sierra Leone, Equatorial Guinea, yeah. South Africa. Um, and not just Jamaica, Caribbean. Thank you. Know you. What I mean? so, hey, thank you. We appreciate Ooh, that, again, you know. <laughs> thank these you. are all nuances that I'm thinking about and that were intentional, but it was like when I finally sat down during the pandemic, I'm about to say the storm, because like, <laughs> to me, the trauma of the pandemic is like Katrina, so I'm like, yes. the norm, yeah. I'm like the pandemic. Yeah. Um, sitting down during the pandemic, and I put up a photo of my grandmother, and I, and so I say she co-directed the film with me from Beyond the Grave, and then the story came out. Because even the footage that you see, I didn't know I had that footage of my grandmother. Never wow, thought. What? I've had that for 20, what, 20 something years. Never saw that footage ever wow. until this year, this year, not even last year, this year. Wow. I'm like, so that's how spirit works. I'm like digging yeah. through uh, uh, storage. And I was like, oh, let me look at some of these old VHS tapes. And I'm like getting to see and hear my grandmother's voice. Oh, gosh. And see her <laughs> something years. Wow. How that works? How? Wow. 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 If it's not spirit, if it's not God, if it's not ego, you know what I mean? Like, like if it's not a reason. Yeah. yeah. Why now? Yeah. And then, you know, being in therapy um, and really working on my own healing over the past three years and my relationship with my mother as it related to how she responded to me confronting my abusers and my mm, family, yes. you know, so that has been a working process. So, and I always feel like, there's something to be said about authenticity and um, integrity and honesty mm -hmm. and how we show up. 
in this work that we're doing. So there's so many people that show up and like they're doing work in like the spaces of black women or the spaces of self-care and healing or, you know, just community, like black liberation. And they're not fully showing up as themselves. You yes. know, it's like, yeah. it's like yes. compartmentalized. Yep. Yes. Yep. And yep. sometimes that in and of itself is a survival tactic. But I'm like, how do we really actually heal? Then like who heals the healers? Mm-hmm. And, and if they're not allowing themselves to be healed and also being vulnerable and forthcoming with, you know, their own source. So like that's also a part of my work, I understand. And it's also been a part of my healing journey. And so, like again, it, it was spirit led. It wasn't something I like knew three years ago. It was going to be this. Mm-hmm. It was like a lot of life happened and it had something that had to come out of me yeah. because there, a portal needed to be open for all of us yep. to mm-hmm. really deep dive into our healing, into our stories, into calling the names of our ancestors yes. um, right now in this moment in order for us to move forward collectively as a people. Well, Chantrell, um, I don't know about you guys, but I just feel like I had a whole benediction yes. right there. I <laughs> yes. just feel like, no, honestly, serious. I, I'm ready now to just go and swim in the ocean. Like, yes. Chantrell, yes. you just spoke. Only taking it. me with you. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like the three of us were just like, transfixed. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like, oh, okay then, Chantrell. No, yes. it's, it's, but it's everything she's saying. It mm-hmm. makes so much sense because, like, us doing this, guys, yeah. you lost tell me i i hold back a lot these guys know me i hold back a lot and they're telling me showing why are you holding back sometimes we're scared to be ourselves and to show our Mm -hmm. true selves and i think now is the time to just say you know what fuck it Fuck it, I'm good. Fuck it. Fuck it, fuck them. Fuck them, (laughs) fuck all of them. And just be yourself. No, seriously. And I'm I am every flipping time we come here to 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 record, I'm saying, you know what, fuck it, show in. Just just let go. Just be yourself. Because I think that is the more the best way to go. I have nothing to hide. And that film was so honest. It was Mm. so, so honest. I've sat there and I was like in fact, I'll tell you about it in a while. But I had I I, I call my kids. I'm like, oh, y'all come sit down. <laughs> and I made it a thing. We had breakfast. We sat down and I said, you're going to watch this. Mm. <laughs> you're wow. going to watch this um, because you're going to learn something from it. And I'm uh, sorry, but I love it. I love and I love the honesty. I love it. I, I, I believe I, that's the way to go. Be yourself. You. you know, the thing about the film was it, that it covered a lot of very a lot of very difficult things, mm. right? Like very difficult mm. topics. There was death, um, you know, letting go. Um, the the talking about love is an act, you know, not a is a verb, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and this in in terms of communication, miscommunications, years of you thinking that your mother doesn't love you or your granny doesn't love you, and all those things. But I don't know why. But in the same breath, the film felt very liberating. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the thing. Even through the, those, all of those difficult conversations, yeah. it felt very liberating. And I think that, like, that kind of mirrors what you're saying, Shui. Mm-hmm. Because it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the truth, as they say, will set you free. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the truth. And as Chantrell was just saying, this was created from a truly authentic mm-hmm. place. It wasn't a convoluted, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do this thing about mothers. I'm going to storyboard it. And this is how I want this scene to work. And this is how I want this scene to work. Not not at all. Not at all. And the the way that it's resonated within the community is because you can feel that truth. You can feel that authenticity. 
You can feel the respect, the courage, the love, all of that because it's coming from spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And Chantrell, I mean, I know I joked around and said, you know, I felt like we just had a whole benediction. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, <laughs> I'm actually quite serious because that's for me, that is the power of this film. And it's and the timing is impeccable. And, you know, with every creative process, I'm sure there were challenges along the way, Chantrell. But the alignment in terms of where we are in the world globally and more so as a community, you know, what we've been journeying through over the past, it's going to be almost two years. We're at 16, 17 months into this. I don't Mm -hmm. even know. I I can't even. But all everything that's been coming up, right? The uprisings everything that's been coming up and then amidst all that there's this film yeah and we all had a collective moment to sit and to breathe and to feel loved mm-hmm. and that is what you've done with this film Chantrell and I don't even know if you recognize that or if as a filmmaker I don't even know if as a filmmaker you you can fully understand you're about to make me cry. Oh, <laughs> no, we crying hey, all the time. If you cry, we all crying. Don't stop. No, 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 no. You're going to set us all Hey, we're all crying. All right. We're going to set Oh, gosh. Crying is contagious. The same as yours. Okay? We're all going to be crying here. Yeah, you're going to have us. But um, absolutely... That is what your film has done. It has made oh Chandra, please, please. Oh God, we're all going to we, hey. guys. <laughs> oh, hey, no, okay, okay, everyone is now crying. <laughs> Welcome to relatable. <laughs> oh, I, I can't God. even watch it. I'm still in my face. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so for everyone listening, we're actually doing this interview via Zoom, so we're seeing Chantrell, right, and we're seeing her cry. And now we're all sat in the studio (laughs) doing exactly the same. But crying is good. And the fact that as a community, we can sit and cry together. But these tears are for joy. Yeah. And you know what the nice thing was? um, When we released the first episode, first, second episode of Your Mama, the third third one's not gone out yet. Um, And the feedback both positive and negative. When mm. I say negative, negative in the sense that um, people who don't have the um, the best relationships with their parents, mm. with their mom, mm-hmm. and they came out and they were saying, oh, we, you know, I can't relate to this one because of this and that and blah, blah, blah. Well, mm. they said, I'm not going to listen to it. I'm because, not going to listen yeah. to it because they have such a... Um, wow. Gosh, I don't even want to think of the word to describe the relationships they have with their moms, which is so mm-hmm. sad. Um, and it's all it shows from so many different dynamics. We all there was a story there for all of us. Mm-hmm. There was this, you know what? So many of them, and it 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 really was heartwarming. The positives and the negatives, um, and for people to know that they're not alone. Yeah, right. there are so yeah. many people right. going through it as well. Yeah. So that was really, really nice. And you, Chantal, you, we responded to some of them and just saying, you know what, it's good to know that one, we're not, you're not alone. And two, that, right. um, you know, people, everybody goes through things and the yep. healing is what's important. 
And yep. this gave us a chance to seriously, it gave, I'm, I'm speaking for myself now. It really made me think. I sent the, the film to my mom. I said, look, I know she did not have Netflix. I sent her my Netflix password, everything. <laughs> I said, log on, watch this film. My mom and I, if you listen to my episode, we, 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 I mean, we don't have a bad relationship, but we don't have the best relationship. There's mm. work to be done in that mm. relationship. And I sent it to her. Um, she said, wow, she really enjoyed it. Mm. It resonated with her. And then my episode came out. <laughs> <laughs> and when my episode came out and I sent the, the, the conversations to Chantal and Fiona and it really, really struck a chord. It really mm. did. And you realize the amount of hurt and sadness, not just from me, but from her as well. Yep. And, and, and these are the things that woke up in me and in her. Um, she watched the film and after having the conversation about my episode, um, it made us start to have that conversation, which was powerful, very, very nice. Mm. But at the same time, it's kind of like I'm, I'm scared. I don't know. I don't I don't really want to rock the boat, but yeah. it has to be done. Yeah, because it's be messy. Yeah. It's messy. Mm-hmm. Even these tears, like it's messy work. Mm-hmm. I was doing this in real time, like literally, you know, I, I think I had the deadline to lock the film and my cousin died and Ooh, wow. he was one of the only people that like supported me when I was like confronting my family. Like, and I don't want to say support because it's not like my mom did support me. As the matriarch, she was trying to manage everybody. Right. Like mm-hmm. my cousin who molested me, mm-hmm. my aunt, like, you know, everybody and me, mm. you know, um, and so he was one of the only, like, who just completely had my back and he died and I'm having to go to the funeral, was expected to go to the funeral and like be around my cousin and molesting me for the one. first time. Yeah. It's all happening while I'm, you know, handing in deliverables and, all, you know what I mean? And so yeah. it's, and it's a messy work. So I didn't go to the funeral. I was like, cause something else blew up. Um, I found out that my brother was, uh, still in communication with my cousin that was molesting me. And like, I was like, fuck this funeral. I'm not going, I will yep. send my cousin off in the way I want to. And so, you know, I, I went to New Orleans after that to go spend off my, and I didn't even stay at my mama's house at first. And I went there and I was like, you know, we need to talk, right? She's like, oh, I'm like, yep, yeah, cool. yep, yep, I yep. was like, you know, cause, but I understand that a part of that survival was like talking would have taken them out. Yeah. You know, so a lot of times they had to really compartmentalize, lock that shit away and keep it moving in mm. order to keep their sanity day to day, you know? And so, cause like the storytelling for me doesn't come from the women. It comes from the men in my family. They talk all day long about, you know, life and the past and history and stuff. The women were very tight lipped, mm. you know? And it's not to say that there was so much trauma. Like, I don't know, like, like in terms of like, sexual abuse or domestic abuse. I don't know about, I know that my grandfather ran around. I know that, you know, so I don't know that I didn't come from this like understanding of like, it was so much trauma, but as a black woman in the U S like anywhere, like during that time period, like, you know, just even a sacrifice. And like my mom, it wasn't until this year and even talking to my mom in that conversation, I was like, Oh, you basically, had to become the matriarch before your time because grandma was 16 when she got pregnant, yep. got married and pregnant. Boys. And so you had to help her with all these children, yep. which were your siblings. 
Yeah. So you yes. like in a lot of ways sacrifice a lot of your life. So then you then leave and get married to, and then have a family to get out of the house, but you really wasn't ready to be a mother. Mm. I'm like that's so fucking. Deep. You know what I mean? It so is. It's carrying it's all crazy. that shit. Even yeah. pregnant with me, yeah. and beautiful cow card was wrapped around my neck, oh. and I'm like, my mama had to be very unhappy with me in the womb. Mm. From, you know me to have my umbilical cord wrapped yes. around my neck. So yeah, you know, I was it's messy as work, and so many of us are afraid. They don't. We don't want to go there. Like you know, and I'm also like, you know, just full ten thousand percent transparency. I have gone through a couple, several friendship breakups during this time period as well because. My level of commitment to being well and my healing is like incomparable. Yeah. Mm. Like it's fucking incomparable. I love that. And yep. I love my friends and I love them. And a lot of my friends at this point in my life are family because they've been in my life for like decades. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I am committed to my healing. And if you are not committed to your healing, not saying it has to be the same way or the same pace or the same time, but at least having a commitment. Thank you. You cannot Thank support you. me and be my best, most whole and my healthiest self. And I can't fucking do this shit because we were all implode together. Yes. And I'm not, I'm not having it. Yep. So. Yep. Yes. And that, that, again, that's something we, I think we've all discovered mm-hmm. that people are dropping. People you are dropping. What? Incomparable. People mm-hmm. are dropping because, yeah, your healing, our healing comes first. But you um, know what? That's what? I mean, the thing is, is we're not taught to work like that no you not Mm-mm. your yeah. healing listen you need to just like Chantra you're saying like your granny your mom and people who don't want to go there and don't want to, 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 up. to talk about things they don't want to go there right because women we are not supposed to you're supposed to be managing everyone so you're saying about how your mom was during when everything um, came out right and she was not that she wasn't supporting you but she has to be managing everyone mm. else's feelings mm-hmm. and their emotions and see and whatever yeah. that's that's what we yeah. have been assigned to do we are assigned to take care of everybody else but ourselves so to say that my healing is something that is incomparable not even for my friends mm-hmm. I'm not even going to no. negate from that for y'all that's a big thing. It is. Yeah, it's it's you know it's Eartha Kitt. Mm-hmm. Compromise yeah. for yep. what? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Compromise yeah. for what? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you are your number one. You have to be your number one. Yeah, but you're not supposed to though. <laughs> <laughs> no. You're not supposed to. No. Well, mind children. No. Well, you know what? Fuck them. Feed them. That, okay. And right. mind children. Yeah. And Hashem yeah. often stay in the corner. That's what he's supposed and to. And for yeah. those of us who who dare to dive a little deeper. And to get to know ourselves and to unpack all the shit and to excavate all the layers, we are then seen as the black sheep. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with a beloved friend of mine yesterday. Um, and she said, you know, I feel like the black sheep in the family. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm being made fun of when I refer to my spirituality. I'm being made fun of when I say I don't want to live in the UK. Mm-hmm. I want to do other, I want to do things differently. I'm being made fun of when I refer to generational trauma. She's like, and I just feel so alone in my family. And I said to her, it. this is your birth family, but you have family exactly. outside of that. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right? You have family outside of that. And the people for you will be the people for you. And those that fall along the way. They were just there for a time. And that's not, you it's know, not it's easy to say either. it. It's hard mm-hmm. to go through it. It's hard to go through friendship breakups. 
you know, when you mm-hmm. when you grow up thinking friends are forever, yes. you know, but that's not always the case that there, there may be forever for that particular stage of your life. Mm-hmm. But then just like, you know, my clothes that I have outgrown in the pandemic because donuts, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, you also outgrow friends and even family members. You guys know that there's a member of my family who very recently decided that he didn't like something mm-hmm. that I shared on Instagram. He felt that I was speaking too much. And I said, it is my speaking that is healing me. Exactly. It is my speaking that is healing the next generations mm-hmm. to come. If we don't speak, if we don't talk, if we don't share, then these things get passed on. And I have no intention of doing that. Yeah. It stops here. It stops here. And I absolutely feel, Chantrell, right, that your work and not just your film, but your work in its entirety mm-hmm. is most definitely a portal for healing. Dandelion, come now. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. So guys, coming up next is our session called Under the Mango Tree. I'm Al Casimo Harris, a New Orleans-based writer, photographer, and visual artist. I'm coming to you from the Sixth Ward, which is where I grew up, a place that I fell in love with for its second lines and black masking Indians and uh, parks and plethora of trees where there's always a lot of birds. So I hope you'll enjoy this week's episode of Under the Mango Tree. Holla at your boy. Well, that, that was that the healing was for me. That was sexual. That was for me to get a man. Okay. 
Tell us a little bit, because I've said, I've thrown out this whole dandelion, and there may be people listening who are just being introduced to your work through the film. So take us back a few years with your exploration of the dandelion amongst us and explain to people what a dandelion is and <laughs> outside from the sexual healing. <laughs> I'm calling I'm like, your I husband. Say that. I did just say that. I'm calling your husband into your life. Hey, Teddy. <laughs> Tell us a bit about dandelion. Well, no, it really was that. I was like, I want, I'm looking for my husband. Like, I want, so That's what, what better way than to keep there's a curate an exhibition about fine, well-dressed black men. Jesus. I, you know, because I'm straight. I'm just saying, because, you know, I'm like cisgender, cishet or whatever. And so that that's my, you know, what I was trying to call in. And um, and it worked. I mean, I conjured that Negro through dandelion. So <laughs> people really don't know what dandelion is. <laughs> I, I want to go watch dandelion. I want to get that spiritual. I, you know? I have the book. You I have, have it? The book she said, hey, I need, I I need to get book. that energy. She said she called I mean, me. I'm just saying, I'm just like, you know, no, but for real, um, it was an exploration of, in celebration of um, the well-dressed black dapper Mm. dandy like the global black dandy starting in the in the uk where it's probably the first black dandy on record um julius the boys and um and then looking at you know like contemporary black dandyism you know throughout the continent throughout the caribbean throughout the diaspora it is a photography based um project that was an exhibition it traveled there to the uk um it uh was at the brighton photo biennial and i've you know i did a couple of talks Danny yes. was there, like it went in conversation with me and um and then it was published as a book. So, you know, it had multiple different iterations over the years and literally and so and I was like going to all these exhibits, like, yo, where he at? You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> you where where he at? And so finally, after doing this Oshun bath and like 2013. In, into my DMs slides this man named Tony Oluwatoyin Lawson, who was like, hey, um, Howardite, uh, which I'm like, Howardite? Where the fuck? What? I knew all the fine dudes at Howard. I knew the fine dudes at Howard. So I'm like, what do you mean, Howardite? He was like, oh, you know, the Dangline uh, project is impressive and your photos are stunning. Take care, Tony Lawson. I'm like, what? Okay. So, you know, I'm looking at all his friends on Facebook. All of them are Nigerian, but mm. his name is Tony Lawson. So I'm like, is this 419? You know, like one of them Nigerian scams. <laughs> I'm like, yo. So I had to hit up my boy on Skype. YG, who I went to hire with, like, yo, you know this dude named Tony Lawson? He was like, yeah. He was like, we grew up together at Lagos. And I'm like, he was like, I was like, he was like, he was like, he was in your class. Wow. <laughs> I literally go to my yearbook in my freshman yearbook. Talk about diaspora. So it was at Howard the Mecca that I first came in contact with. We're going to talk about the global later. black world, right? It was at Howard University that not only did I understand what blackness meant outside of the U.S., but even within the U.S. as like as 
as as uh, nuanced as Afro America is. Mm. I'm like, oh, my blackness from New Orleans ain't like Mississippi, That's ain't right. like Texas or Alabama or Chicago mm-hmm. or New York in Queens or Brooklyn or you know Montana. You know what I mean? Well, they ain't got too many black people in Montana. But <laughs> like, you know. Hey, Montana. But so was that Howard. But so I go to my freshman yearbook. There is Anthony Olawatoyan Lawson being Benito Vicente Lebron, my best friend from the Dominican Republic by way of the Roxbury Projects in Boston, mm. and me. Literally, in the freshman year, this Nigerian, a Dominican, and me. Like, and that was my husband. And so the dude in the yearbook that's in between us was like, I was inseparable with Benny on campus. So I'm like, this motherfucker has been, you know, between me all these years. But that's how, you know what I mean? Like, that's how we met. And so talking about spirit, like just, again, I can't, I, so I say, when I say I conjured him, Mummy L, my mother-in-law doesn't like to probably hear that because, you know, they're like, you know, she's a witch, huh? You know, he's like to be a witch. You know, she's a witch. So she don't like hearing that, but look, conjured him. You know what I mean? So that was Dandelion. That was a Dandelion project. Amazing. Beautiful. And you guys. And I can tell y'all offline about the Oshun bag. All right. I wanted to hear that one. Now, listen, Shan. <laughs> so you're speaking about Tony, and we can't speak about Tony and not speak about Shop Black because you run Shop Black together. And we've had come. I remember when you were conjuring Shop Black. I remember. And you were sending out emails saying, hey, going to be doing this thing. What's popping off in the UK? You know, where are the black shops at? All the all of this work. And then, you know, you launched this amazing entity and it grew so quickly and it grew so quickly because it was needed. Mm-hmm. You know, so you you're married to Tony. You're now running this business together. How do you balance your work life? with your interpersonal relating with your husband? Because I have worked with my former husband and I will never do Me that too. again. <laughs> Me too. Never. Never. Linda, listen, listen, listen. Linda, listen. It took some, like we'll be uh, married five years this year. We've been together since then. I, I can't say the end of 2013 because that's when he was still getting his mind right. So 2014, <laughs> mm, when we right. officially, you know, got together, but um, uh, or committed to each other, I'll say that. But like those first few years, it was a hot ass mess of us working together. Like it just was not working. And so hearing you talk about how we launched it, I'm like, we really, we just only scratched the surface because like we've literally been working on building like mm. a global directory of black owned business. So like y'all could literally be in the UK and it's like, I need to find, you know, uh, a OBGYN, a therapist, mm. you know, like an architect, an interior designer. So not just a restaurant and a place to do my hair, but all like anything yes. you need yes. that is serviced by like black people. And so we've been working on the directory and I always tell him, cause there's lots of other platforms that have like almost a million yes. followers, mm. get lots of press and lots of attention. And he's been looking at me like all this time we could have been in launches, but I'm like, we had to get us to make sure we were on the same page first. Mm-hmm. Cause I really believe that we would have, it would have blown up like for real blown up really quickly. It would have been a lot of money involved, a lot of people involved and our shit would not have been on solid ground and it would have blown up in our face. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. my belief. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I really think that it's, um, Per human design, you know, I'm a manifesting generator. I don't generator. know uh, if, y'all know, if y'all gotten on that yet, but like I have to wait to the right time in my gut, my sacral 
chakra has to be like tapped into knowing like I I have to listen to my gut and my instinct, which I've always done my whole life, which is what got me out of New Orleans. And also um, I have to like wait to respond to something and so, and not rush things before that time. And so, you know, in November we will be launching a directory, but it would work because like mm-hmm. he had like, a, he's, he's a Leo and he's a Nigerian. And he's a man. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, he had a certain idea about how things need to be done. I got a very strong personality about how things need to be done. And so, like, who's right when it's just the two of y'all? Like, yeah. who's going to acquiesce? So, I think over the course of our relationship and over our partnership, you know, it's like everybody got a lane. You stay in your lane, I'm going to stay in my lane. That's how right? it looks. And we just got to, that's trust. So that's mm-hmm. how we were able, and I, now I think we'll be ready to like really right. like launch this thing into the world. Okay. Yeah. All right. So being, you know, I think the only single person in the room right <laughs> now. Oh, oh I'm yeah. single. Oh, Sherwin is not committed. Uh, you oh, sure oh, she's, okay. Weekend? I like, like, I mean, because it sounds like we had a party. <laughs> well, the party's still going on. The party's still going on. <laughs> but it's just, you know, yeah, one of them. Situationships. Cooking my fruit. We're not going to put you on the spot this week, Sherry. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to try. It's okay. We're going to try. Wasn't the girl business, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? All of us ain't having the same weekend around no, here. Okay? Oh, definitely oh, not. No, we are definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Even before the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chantrell, we've kind of like tapped into, obviously, your beautiful film, Dandelion, Shot Black. But before we actually wrap up this conversation, there's a few things I really want to. And I feel just we may actually have to have you on again. Da, da, da. Yep. <laughs> we just manifest right. the you know, we're gonna manifest we're putting mm-hmm. it out there we're conjuring <laughs> but it'll be in person yeah oh. that's, that's our, our first live our yes. first live yes. it'll be yes. in person yes. in, 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 in the Caribbean yes oh yes hey. definitely yes. Uh, uh, definitely hello. look 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 okay. she's come hey, closer hey, hey. yes okay. in the Caribbean yes, yes. thank in you in the Caribbean yes okay All right. most definitely you know you you have clearly shown us, you know, just through this conversation, you know, how I'm, I'm struggling for the word, but how your spirituality has also informed your creative choices and pathways and openings. And I'm not even going to ask you how important that is to you, because we know how important that is to you. But in terms of the spirituality that you practice, you know, and there there seems to be such a, a resurgence of black people really. What's that word? Is it Sankova? Go back and fetch it. Yeah. Where we're mm-hmm. looking at our past. I find that there are a lot of black people calling into their African spirituality mm-hmm. and saying goodbye to you know what? What a lot of us were brought up in the church, yeah. And, yeah. and not even just the church, just Christianity, but just Christianity, Christianity. Christianity. Yeah. just exactly. Christianity. Mm-hmm. So, where do you feel that you know you made the shift into that, and how has it? Because I I've kind of seen some of your journey. I know it wasn't mm-hmm. when we met. You were already you were already researching, and you were already very knowledgeable. But since then, it has grown. How do you see how that has impacted how you create? 
Yeah, well, I've now, I mean, I left the church and I'm glad you made a distinction because it's Christian, it's a dogma of Christianity and mm-hmm. with the talk about turning the other cheek and forgiveness. That is at the root of our problems and oppression as a people in mm-hmm. my belief system, right? Like, it, like I believe um, personally. And so the culture of the church, even the Catholicism, like I went to mass the, when I, last time I was home in New Orleans, like, because there's something about even the iconography of, I'm like, Catholicism kept Vodou and mm-hmm. Santeria and Lukumi and Candomblé, all these traditions yes. alive, right? Um, and even the church, like Pentecostalism, also kept aspects of our spiritual expression mm-hmm. alive as well. So it's the dogma of Christianity that's hyper problematic and not necessarily the culture of yes. it per se, unless yes. it's like hyper homophobic and all that stuff again, which is again about like Christianity and white people and white supremacy. But um, it was in Brazil, like growing up in New Orleans, Vodou was always, mm. you cannot be in New Orleans and like not talk about Vodou. Like in much in the, I'm sure in the same way in the Caribbean, you can't be in the Caribbean and not yeah. talk about Obia. Hello. Right? That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's just the fabric of, you know, or like guppies or whatever, you know yes. what I mean? Like it's just the nine day ceremonies mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just what we do. And so in New Orleans, it wasn't like it was this like not discussed thing. I mean, it's like it's in, it's embedded in the, the fabric of our culture and who we are. But it was in 2004 when I went to Brazil unexpectedly that I came in contact with Candomblé and Yoruba spirituality and, and Lukumi that like I was like blown away and there was it, it also coincided with me meeting Mama Coco who's in the film. Yeah. Mama Coco. Two, two weeks later, like while I was in Brazil and I just met this woman on the trip, someone said, Oh, you know she's gonna be teaching in your department at Temple, right? Because I was starting grad school in Africana studies, um, like literally two weeks later and I was so it, it was going over my head. I'm like, oh, wait, you mean this woman's going to be my teacher, like my professor of African religions that I'm meeting in Brazil like two weeks before I start school? That's amazing. So, wow. You know, <laughs> so I've been practicing local me since 2004. And you've been able to see me even, you know, Chantel in my process, like as a Yahoo, because yes. I was in the UK. Yes. Like you knew me before then, before I started my initiation and mm. you got to see me like, you I know, did. while I was going through my initiation. But like, so I've been very clear, like it was to me, what was the deciding factor was like, what were our ancestors doing prior to Christianity and white yeah. people came and gave us this religion? Mm-hmm. It was just that simple. Mm-hmm. It was not anything more elaborate than like, what were our ancestors practicing and believing and what was wrong with that? Right. Like, what was the problem with that? So, you know, um, like I'm clear now when you talk about my mission and my assignment, I'm also very clear that a part of my assignment is to help bring us back to our traditions. Mm. Now, I don't think that everybody needs to initiate. I definitely mm-hmm. don't think that everybody needs to practice Europe because I'm like, if you're Jamaican, the chances of you having like a Khan or a Shanti heritage are very high. Yep. You might need to practice a Khan. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or because again, we were making, I was going to tell you this, Fiona, you know, because again, we might even go back into the, Past the drama of the past couple of weeks in that conversation online, but there was so there was so much intermingling and in, 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 in movement even between islands. Mm, you yep. know, my great grandfather was Jamaican, 
and came to the States through Cuba, I just found out the Cuba connection. And I I have like a whole lineage of Haitians in my bloodline. But I'm like, I just found out he came through Cuba. And so there was so many people that was like, you know, that per, like this person, that family was from this island, this person from that island. So it's like, there's so much a mixture in us. It's like Voodoo might actually be your route. You know yeah. what I mean? Or it yeah, might yes. be Santeria, or it might be Ifa. But yes. I'm clear that at the very least, we need to call out the names of our ancestors. At the very least, like ancestor reverence and veneration needs to be a part of our practice because that, again, I, and I say this maybe once before publicly on Clubhouse, that if you look at white people and their religions, but if you look at their actual, like their ethos and what they've done, a part of African spirituality is sacrifice, blood sacrifice, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Chickens, goats, yeah. you know, whatever. Um, not whatever, but chickens and goats, you know, primarily and these other animals that we believe that their ashe is what gives us health and like prolongs our life um, and our longevity. So on a very basic level, the power of blood, right? If you think about how many black people have been sacrificed since, you know, the first oh. Europeans touched down, do you talk about power <laughs> and blood sacrifice? <laughs> yep. Coupled with the calling of the names of their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like, right. you know, my McCoco said with your George Washington as every other day or your uh, 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 Winston Churchill or yep. whoever, any yep. of these other white people's names that in the names of our airports, the names of our schools, okay. the okay. names everything. of our everything, everything, the names of the, the airports, the streets, all of that, we're yep. constantly caught out the names of their ancestors. What kind of power does that give them? Exactly. Yep. Right. yep. Exactly. Yep. And please believe that they're practicing witchcraft behind them. Oh, of please course. believe that. For sure. Of course. Like secret societies at Oxford and Harvard yep. and Yale and all these other schools and these people are empowered. So like, I'm like, how dare we not call out the names of our ancestors because it was in Boaca, Maine that those Haitians, you Thank know, you. in San Domingue, mm-hmm. like sacrificed a boar and was like, give, like, bon Dieu, whatever, give us the power to be powerful over mm-hmm. and victorious mm-hmm. over our captors. Yes. Like, that wasn't for them, like, you know, just ha- like holding a, a, a passive vigil, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And say so, like, they've been fucking with Haiti, so like, even with the assassination, I've been quiet because I'm like, you know, just trying to understand mm. like all of the ways they've been fucking with putting people in power. Yes. You know what I mean? And then taking them out of power. Yep. Yes. And yep. so like just just disrupting stability on the island. Listen, since Haiti, the revolution. Like Haiti, okay. I I I feel hmm. like I have I'm I'm not I have no place in talking about like the assassination because Haiti's right. history is so tumultuous. I feel like yeah, I have yeah. to be from Haiti to fully understand mm. all the different nuances of what's going on because you heard so much stuff about the yeah. assassination. Mm. When you look at Haiti's history, because I was talking to my partner about it, and I'm like, yo, in like the early 1900s, they went through four presidents in six years. Some were assassinated and some were exiled. Yeah. And then, you yep. know, it was like the um, the Tonton Makut who yes. killed almost yeah. 60,000 yeah. yeah. um, yep. Haitians. And I mean, that is like an estimate. I mean, it is so... Haiti is such powerful soil and Boakaiman, you know, is one of one of the many, one of the few documented, extremely mm. powerful um, catalysts to, you know, Haiti and everything. When you look at Macandal and all of that, Papa I Don. really, yeah. really agree about calling them people names. Yes. You know, mm. every day we are calling these people 
all of these. We oh, are. And if we're calling them, we're giving them power. We mm-hmm. continue. We're casting legacy. spells. We're helping them to cast spells. Yes, yeah. we are helping them yes. cast spells. And I, and people say, oh, but you don't think about it. But when you say <laughs> you spell a word, you are casting, that's the whole point. Yes. You're spelling yeah. it. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred. So. I'm clear. I don't know if everybody else is, but I'm clear. And, and just the response to my, because Mama Coco was not, I wanted her in the film, but like she had some other stuff like happening when I filmed the second time. And so I shot her, that was the, the I didn't have a budget basically when mm. I filmed Mama Coco. And considering that was like the least amount of budget that I had. And, you know, it was during the pandemic. And like, that's what resonated with people the most. <laughs> and, I, and, and I knew I had a feeling and I knew but I didn't know to the extent yeah the extent that everybody is like mama Coco queen mother auntie mama yeah. like a goddess all of these different things and I'm like and she was the one she was the one that was like unlocking the keys yeah. to the portal for yeah. them to do this mm-hmm. you know what I mean work and so um it was very intentional um that was extremely intentional and uh, I'm I'm clear, you know what I mean. I'm very clear. So uh, that's 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 me. That's my work. That's yes. who I am. Yes. You know, that's what I'm striving to be. I'm not perfect by no means, you know. But you know, when I when I interviewed, um, you know, Dr. Vega, who was uh, um, actually my first godmother in the religion mm-hmm. in the tradition, mm-hmm. and I interviewed her, and I said, uh, and who is also the woman? I have to say this always publicly too who coined the term yes. African diaspora. Yes. She coined yeah, the term okay. African diaspora. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this, and, and she started the Caribbean Cultural Center in New York yes. because she read a letter when doing research. She read a letter from Arturo Schomburg, who y'all know is Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. And he wrote a letter on behalf of Langston Hughes, who was going to Cuba. And that is why she started the Caribbean Cultural Center, so that it could be this intersection. Mm-hmm. And then coined the term, like, because the, like, the Jewish community was using diaspora as it related yes. to them. Yes. So she was the first person to say, well, we are a diaspora too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so when I asked her, I said, you know, what do you, what do you want people to know, like, when it's all said and done about your work? And she said, you know what? I asked Catherine Dunham that, which I think is important to talk about ancestors when we look at her work in Haiti, right? Mm-hmm. And, and diaspora work. Mm-hmm. She said, I asked Catherine Dunham that the same thing and she looked at me and she said I tried and Oof. so then Martha looked at me and said I tried wow. and so I want to be able to say like years and I, I tried you know what I mean like, I literally tried my very best wow. you know every day that I woke up I tried my best so you know um in context like this this is important it's, it's critical to our work what you all are doing with relatable it's oh. like just know that whether the accolades come and they will come or not and who is co-signing or not who is like there are young women there are young men there are non-binary folks that are listening to y'all and hearing y'all and they know what's possible through your own experiences you know what I mean so Shawin you've got to be as open and raw and honest (laughs) because by you showing up as your full self that's going to give somebody else permission to full, show up as yep. their full self. Yep. Beyond what you're doing with Know Your Caribbean, like all of the ways you're educating so many of us, you know what I mean? Like, and like, and using a platform that's not like, like uh, 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 bougie and inaccessible <laughs> and just strictly academic, but that is like making it plain, like all unfolding all of this information. Like, that is, we need that. It is so powerful. And that is why it's going to continue to grow. And like, you know, Sandy, like, you know, you like, 
consistently have been like pushing the Caribbean, pushing like black women, like pushing voices and storytelling. And now you tap into the healing space too. Like, and even in the same way that Michelle is doing, like y'all have to know like the power of y'all work. So it's not about who is liking it, who's co-signing, what celebrity, what outlet. Like you fucking showing up for yourself yes. and you giving people to show up for them. Okay. Okay. So like, I'm holding it in because I'm holding it in. Holding it in. Really? So you, is this like... So like, thank you. That's what I wanted to say. Thank you in every language, every guys. accent, every dialect. You know, possible and and, and and popping me into you know like uh no in uh uh Tongo and Suriname is Grantani, you know uh Danki, you know Messi, you know all the all the thank yous, but Chantrell, all the thank yous. You have just made us all cry now, so I don't even know how we're gonna wrap this up because we're all like wiping away the tears, trying to clear the throat. You know, the throat chakra is a little like oh oh emotional. You know, but are we going to do School of Life? Yeah, I man. think we should Before end with the we School wrap of up, Life. Don't yeah. think that you're going to get away, <laughs> okay, with this majestic end. Oh no, that's that's not about to happen because we are going to take you through a few things before you leave. So when we first started Relatable and we were introducing ourselves, um, we used these amazing cards from this organization here in the UK called the School of Life, who I have DM'd and say, hey. We've been talking about <coughs> you. We've been talking about you. <laughs> but anyway. Send them my number. <laughs> but we use these amazing cards called Know Yourself. And for the first three episodes, we introduced each member of our crew using these cards. So we have decided as our very first guest that you too. <laughs> you too. I'm scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> you too shall be going through the Know Yourself initiation into Relatable. Okay. All right. I'm ready. All right. So I'm, I'm going to shuffle the deck. I'm yeah. going to let Sherween pull the first card. All right, Ms. Sherwin. We will do drum roll. Ooh, that's a long one. That's a long one. <laughs> that's a long one. Well, you, you still have to read it. Oh, I have to read it. Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, oh, you ready for this one? You ready for this one? Okay. So. A sexual fantasy. Trust me to get a sexual fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's your energy. I know. We need to put some sexy music like, on this part. <laughs> okay, so a sexual fantasy can be understood as an attempt to repair something that is problematic. Problematic. Oh my mm. God, how much have I had to drink? Problematic. <laughs> or broken for us in the world outside sex. So, for example, we might like uniforms because people in uniforms otherwise seem (laughs) to us so stern and forbidding. Or we want to be seen and heard in public because a parent was excessively prudish. Sexual fantasies are little utopias that tell us about the troubled bits of our biographies, which we're trying to put right. So, name three sexual scenarios that especially <laughs> excite you. Now, Chantrell, tell me, why is it I am pulling this card for you? Well, you conjured that. Oh I conjured that. Why? Are you a Scorpio? What's that saying? Sagittarius, baby. Oh, that's a, I should have, that's the name, yes, <laughs> 
Why? I should have said Scorpio or Sag. Damn. So you know what? You know what's funny? I talk a lot of shit, but I'm really approved. <laughs> 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 I talk big shit, but I am really <laughs> prudent. Unless I want the girls out when I'm like on the hey, beach and I'm like, hey. hey. <laughs> wow. Wow. Three, you know. Three. I know. Give us one. Okay, give, give us, us just one. one. Just one, Chan. One. Just, just one. Because three is a lot. A lot. A scenario. Men in uniforms. Do it for me, for sure. <laughs> the outside I, thing. I thought, really... I, I, I thought y'all that was happily married, right? Yes, um, yes. Hey, but that's, 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 that's you can, you can fantasize about your husband. You can definitely <laughs> fantasize about your husband. Your You're husband. supposed to. <laughs> then is it a fantasy? Um, <laughs> For once, Chantrell is speechless. Now this, we should put this. This this is actually quite amazing. We should put the Jeopardy music on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know. Look, I, I heard a door open upstairs too. Like somebody who's been in their room, like in our room, for the whole time, like <laughs> ears perked up. I will say this. I will say this. I could tell y'all offline, but I will say this. I will say this because I am approved. Um, like I don't even want nobody seeing me. I don't even want to have sex and somebody could hear me. Like I'm not that person. We're not doing it at my sister-in-law's house. So Nicola, if you listen to this, please trust and believe we ain't never did nothing in calls office. Okay. Cause the Gemini and me be like, what if they have like a camera up in here? Like, no. I'm the most quietest sex person you'll ever meet. Know that. If y'all ever have me visit y'all house, I'm probably not going to have sex in your guest bedroom <laughs> or on the sofa. Um, this is good to know. <laughs> just saying. No shade if you do. If you do it at my house, no shade. Mm. Just let me know if I can change the sheet. But um, <laughs> I will say that, you know, I was a virgin for a very long time. Mm-hmm. I was a virgin through high school. Mm-hmm. And I was a virgin even through college. And I mm, went to amazing. Howard. Mm. And I hung around the football team and the Qs. And I was very boy crazy. So it's probably a good thing that I was a virgin for such a long time. Um, and it was connected to my trauma, I will say that. But I will say if I had power, I would go back in time. There would be a lot of things that I would do differently. Okay. I would make up for a lot of lost time. Okay. I would make up for a lot of okay. <laughs> All right, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll man. Yeah, man. Say no more. Say no more. All right. Lots of lots of time. I will say that. Fiona is now I selecting your right. second question. There we go. Okay. All right. So the back says, the standard line is that the second answer will be the inverse of the first. Uh-huh. In other words, that's... <laughs> Sex is generally compensation <laughs> and relief for tensions of ordinary existence. No, I okay. Okay. What is, is the it question? Too, is it I feel I should get another another card get another because card to, I I feel this. We're this, putting her on the spot. This this is this is not a, a very good reflection of the school of life because it's normally asked lots of nice things. Are you are you dominant or submissive sexually and <laughs> and in the rest of life? Nah, next card. Next card. <laughs> next card. Next card. Next card. No, like you like you know this, I like that question. To be honest, though, I think this is the part. You know what I. I and, and believing that spirit leads a lot. I think this is a part of my own healing work. Okay, so, okay, there okay. We go. I'm, I'm okay. gonna go with the flow. So, what is that again? It says what? It says, are you dominant or submissive sexually and in the rest of life? 
I'm gonna let y'all guess. What y'all think? Well, I don't I, know. I I <laughs> I think. <laughs> I think I'm getting a more dominant vibe in the school in life, life on a whole. But if I go from myself, and that's me putting a lot out there, I am more the submissive. Mm. In um, sex. In sex. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, but, but everything else, I am more dominant. Mm-hmm. And probably dominant. that's why. And, but that's the vibe I'm getting from you. Interesting. If I was probably my most vulnerable self, I probably would be more submissive. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I'm actually more dominant. Like, I like to initiate. Like, I'm uh-huh. like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. That's okay. my, but, but I don't know if that comes from, again, like, if if I had to imagine myself like like in a, a non traumatized me, mm-hmm. that might be completely different. I think it would be different. So you know, um, a part of my healing work, like because a lot of people didn't pick up on this. I have to, I'm gonna say this at the very end of the film when I talked about like taking this vagina kung fu class. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, y'all watch the credits? Yes, <laughs> of course. <laughs> It's like it's, we read the book front <laughs> like, to back. Come now. <laughs> okay, we're that kind of students. <laughs> so, you know, but that was definitely a part of, I didn't even finish the course, but it was just being able to take it. That was definitely a part of me, like getting back into my body. And so like now that's the next phase of my work is really getting back into my body and like being sexually free, you know, mm-hmm. in ways that I haven't been my whole life because I've been so you know, like guarded, you know, because of my trauma trauma. or whatever. So like Mm -hmm. in being a survivor, so in me reclaiming my sexuality, that's why sometimes I tell my husband, like, look, don't worry about the fucking pool boy. Like you're getting all of this. Okay. (laughs) Me wearing this very, like having the girls out, having my titties out. Trust me, I'm not thinking about the pool boy. Okay. (laughs) But this is the part of, you know, my liberation And, and beyond to be real, real, I went to heathenism when I was like in my mid twenties. So, okay. you know, mm-hmm. okay, girl, y'all like okay, 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 okay. 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 Girl. it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like to go to that. I, I know. All right. Mm. So, your final question. So, <laughs> oh, don't! I, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. I'm pulling, and I, let's see what happens. Okay, go on. All right. Oh, I need my glasses. Hold on, because you know I'm blind without them. All right. So. Let's see what happens with the final question, Chantrelle. Oh, okay. (laughs) We get so good at not saying what we feel and think. We need to surprise our minds into telling us what they're concerned with. Tease Mm. out your responses for indications of fears and desires. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, without thinking at all, Say the first thing that comes into your mind when you hear the following words. You ready? I don't know. Okay. So the first word, house. Mine. Skirt. Short. (laughs) Carrot. (laughs) Carrot? Carrot, yes. Yes. (laughs) Wool. Um, Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Because his hair was like wool. Okay, okay, okay. Right, okay. yes, yes, yes. Lock. Rasta. Film. Again, mine. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> Shoot. Mm. 
film. There we go. Aye. 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 So, Chantrell, before you run off, and our time with you has been exceptional. Yeah. Exceptional. I feel like I went to church. I, I feel blessed. <laughs> I feel yes. like, yes. But not Christian church. No, no. I went, no, I, no, no, no. No, I went no. to a spiritual yeah, man. experience in the ocean, and I feel mm. revived. Yep. Yeah. I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. I feel grounded. Mm-hmm. So, and this is something that we do with every episode, Chantrelle, where we ask each other, you know, what has brought you joy this week? So, mm. to kick things off, I'm going to start with Fiona. What bring me what joy, joy, boy? This week? this week has been a tough week. I think the energy mm. has been very uh, tight. And I think what's bringing me joy is my son again. Jay. Yeah, because mm. like... Yeah, yesterday he had a hard day and he was crying a lot because he had a big disappointment and he got over it. He 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 worked through his emotions to get past it and to see him find joy again made me feel happy. Because, yeah. you know, sometimes yeah. I feel like we have to kind of tap into our childhood because we can hold on to disappointments. And I was trying to talk to him to say, listen, it's okay for you to feel sad. But it's sadness is you can choose how long you want to hold on to it. And I want to encourage you Mm. to hold on to joy more. And it's okay for you to feel sad. And it's all right for you to feel sad for a period of time. But it's, you know, it's it becomes a time when you choose whether you want to stay in this in this place of sadness or not or whatever. And just for him to allow him to be sad for time. Because a lot of times you tell our boys, don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry. Mm-hmm. Be a man. Don't cry. Don't yeah. cry. I don't want to do him that. Mm-hmm. And to see him, because he's autistic. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm always worried about his ability to manage his emotions in a big wide world, right? And to see him find joy on his own accord, I didn't have to sweet him up with mm-hmm. treats or this or bribes or whatever. Yeah. And for him to find joy within himself again, that made me feel very hopeful and happy. So. Oh, wow. yeah. that's lovely. That's lovely. Sure. I'm almost, <laughs> I'm all, I'm all, I'm all, I'm almost scared. Listen. I'm almost scared to ask. No, it's fine. First okay. of all, it's okay. a good showing. Being honest. Showing. I'm being honest. You're going to be honest with I'm us? I'm going to be very okay. honest. Showing, um, what brought you joy this week? Um, This week, I went to see a friend of mine, uh-huh. um, a girlfriend. She's She calls herself my Polish sister. She calls herself and we've been very close for a long period of time since probably, I don't even know, 2010. Very Mm. close. We started businesses. She's my son's godmother, godparents, Um, but she's Polish. And over the years, we've kind of, well, not over the years, but lately, we've kind of like drifted apart a bit, a bit. And this week I went to see her and it was so nice and refreshing to see her and to see what she's done. And she's she's not health wise. She has a few problems. She just went through a divorce. So things are not the best. However, she's using her time now what she used the time throughout the pandemic and to redo her house. So she created Mm. this oasis Uh, that's what i could call it 
oasis at her home. She mm. has the most beautiful garden. And she said, listen, Shuin, you know, I have a choice. I could sit here and be crying and be down or I could use the time to make myself happy. There's nothing. I can't do anything. So she just redone her house, redone her garden. And you go in there and it's like, wow. You you, you you could just close your eyes and you're somewhere else. Um, and it was so beautiful to go see her and to just, you know, talk. We talked, we cried. She said how much she missed me. I miss her. Well, she, she's now listening to the podcast. Um, she didn't know much about it, um, but she's now hooked on it. And it was just really, really nice just to to catch up. I don't know how it's going to go down later on but um it was just beautiful just to catch up with her and to see you know what i'm still here you may not be hearing from me all the time but i'm still here um and yeah it's just rekindling that friendship so that brought me a lot of joy and this you're, week yeah you're smiling as mm. you're recounting mm. that reconnection yeah that's beautiful mm. what about you chantal what brought me joy this week? I actually got some really, really good news. As Chantrell actually just said, you know, I'm on this. My um, career is mm -hmm. diving deeper into my healing modalities and how I can offer these things up to our community. And so I have been accepted onto level one sound healing. That's amazing news. I am so excited. So I'm going to be learning about the science behind sound healing. You guys mm. know how I feel mm -hmm. about I want to know the science of it. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does it impact on this? And, mm. you know, and so I got accepted onto my level one sound healer course. Cool, congratulations. Well done. Yeah. Yeah. Well, done. well done. About the um the different notes of crystal bowls and singing bowls. Oh my God. I'm I'm properly guys, like I am gassed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, should you, should you should be. You should be. I'm so excited. You didn't tell me it I don't think you told me it was sound healing because literally this week I have been obsessively looking for black sound healers because I'm like, hey, I need to experience this. Yes. Look at God, yo. Yes. <laughs> so I start in August. Amazing. I actually start in August. First of oh, all, I'd like to say this is a perfect <laughs> caveat for your journey because exactly. your voice in itself mm. is very healing, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. I, I remember I forwarded this to the group and because people keep talking about your voice, oh yeah. right, okay. um, of the podcast. And a very close friend of mine, Johnny in New York, said, and I quote, Chantal's voice is very fucking soothing. <laughs> hey, so, you know, he's like, Chantal was really fucking soothing, you know, like, you know, and it's, it's true. So I think this is a, a great pathway for you. I Thank think you. this is an extension of you because you, your sound, the sound that naturally comes out of your mouth is naturally soothing and makes people exactly. feel good. Thank so, you. Well done, girl. I'm happy thank for you. you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, Chantrell, what has brought you joy this week? I'm going to be real honest. Mm -hmm. uh, I had a very, very tough conversation, and I'm going to call it a friendship breakup mm -hmm. or departuring or separation or something where I'm giving myself space and creating boundaries for myself and wishing a sister of mine um who I don't have any blood biological blood sister so it's like a sister of mine 
you know, well on her journey for her to do her work however long or fast in the way that she needs to do it. And while that was very painful, I would say the process itself was like painful as hell, like very, very painful. And we've both done a lot of mourning. On the other side of that, I feel free as fuck. I cannot lie to you. Wow. Like, I feel a level of like, I, I didn't realize because the way I love it's like fully encompassing mm. of my friends. I don't know how to be like, girl, that's some crazy ass shit you're doing, but I'm just going to mind my business. Yeah. I don't know how to mind my business when it comes mm. to my friends yep. and the people yes. that I yep. love. Yes. So releasing her to like do her, you know, in the ways that she needs to do her for herself and allowing me then to fucking, you know, do me in the ways that I need to do without that level of attachment and responsibility and, I'm just like, damn, y'all motherfuckers been letting me be this stress for so long. Like, who knew it was going to feel good? Like, but I, I love her, and I, I hope that she, if, I don't know if she'll ever listen to this podcast, but I love her. I know that she loves me. I know that I love each other is, is, is profile. It's yeah. like some next, like, other lifetime type shit. And I think we'll both feel a lot more free and not, less burden in us being able to let each other go, at least in this moment. So... That has actually brought me, as painful as the process has been, it has brought me a lot of joy. Okay. okay. Wow. That is, that's, that's duality. And yeah. that's, yeah, that's evolving and mm -hmm. going on to other chapters. And I'm happy that you found your joy in that moment, mm -hmm. Chantrell. And I just want to say thank you for being such a wonderful first guest. Amazing first All guest. I need is for an invitation. The next time y'all go in person and whoever's island y'all going to, I just require an invitation. Yes. Y'all, I already said, I'm not going to dance in the circle until, you know, five, six, seven o'clock in the morning. But one monkey don't stop no show. I have no problems. I can sleep through it though. Okay. Like, all, all right. All right. I can sleep through it. I'll be back up the next morning to meet y'all. We can do what we got to do. But I just require an invitation. And, when, and for us to also, for y'all to come and be my guest in New Orleans. Like, oh, that's, oh, that's oh, all I require. Oh, please. Hello, yes. girl. Girl, yes. I wasn't really That's waiting it. for an invitation. Yeah, I was just, just coming anyway. anyway. We're coming, we're just coming. Gonna just gonna show coming up. Anyway. <laughs> can we meet Mama Coco? Oh, oh can we meet Mama oh, Coco? Oh, Mama Coco, I don't, I don't think I would be able to speak. I will I actually, I will, my mouth I will be my 12-year-old <laughs> unable to articulate yeah, how much yeah. I love you. Yeah, I'd be Google. You know, it's when she said about the call to war. Uh -huh. I'm like, hey, hey, hey mama, <laughs> listen, 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 Coco, right? If she so, if she ever wants to be on a podcast, right? <laughs> Listen. Girl, done, done, <laughs> done. Just know y'all ain't gonna be able to ask a lot of questions, or y'all gonna ask. Just she's a, a Capricorn. Y'all gonna ask exactly. Questions. I don't think I'll be able to no, talk. No, no, no. She, we'll just let her talk. We'll just let her. I'm just show. Get to you talk. Know that. Just, I'm just giving y'all for one, okay. but that's already right. done. That's all right. a wrap. And that's done. fine. That's fine. Okay, whenever that's she's ready, the relatable crew are here We're to sit down yep. and listen. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> Chantrell, love you, love you, love you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank y'all. <laughs> Enjoy the rest of y'all day. And weekend. I hope yes. everybody's having as good of a weekend as 
Sherween. I don't know if anyone is well, going to top Sherween's weekend. Woo, it'll okay. come. I will, I will disclose know, all Shan. the information about the weekend in the book. Oh. Okay, Sherween. We'll be listening. All ears and eyes. Thank you, Shan. Please say hello. Love y'all. Thank Bye. you so much. Love you, girl. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. So that's it for your mama. (laughs) We've been exploring relationships with mothers, mother figures, according to Fiona, motherships. (laughs) And thank you all for listening. We will be back next week, Wednesday. Remember, Wednesdays are when we drop our new episodes. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Acast, Google Play, SoundCloud, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Please do remember to subscribe. I beg, subscribe, (laughs) rate, and review us. Remember, relatable because a shared journey brings hope.